Good evening, everybody. It's me, Abby, and welcome to Meet My Monsters! Okay, so good evening, everybody. Um... Well, I always say good evening. It might be evening. It might not be evening. I don't know what time you choose to listen to your podcasts. But for me, when I record, it's evening. So there you go. Now you just know. But anyways, hi. Hi there. Ho there. How are you? <laughs> so guys, before we get into this week's cryptid of the week, I've got a just a quick little announcement to drop on you. So um, you may or may not have noticed that um, I stuck in a little introduction thing to a podcast called the 6-Minute Abs Podcast. Now, that was, I'm not going to lie to you, that was a total mistake. <laughs> that was before I could, um, I knew how to separate my, my RSS feeds. And basically, it just published to meet my monsters without me meaning to. And then I was like, oh, it's like a little advert. Oh, well, who cares? So, yes, let me just fill you in quickly, quickly on that. So, um, I'm going to be launching a new podcast pretty soon. And it will be the 6-Minute Abs podcast. And um, basically, what it is, is last year, I started a fitness account because I got tired of being fat. So, I decided to start um, a fitness account for... Um, accountability on my own part um, then I loved the meet my monsters podcast so much this um, this year that I was like hey let me do a six minute abs one now guys just so you all know I've got no medical background I've got no training background I've got no any kind of fitness background whatsoever no nutritional background nothing so in that pod <coughs> sorry yo I think I'm getting sick Hi guys, it's me here from post-production and I realized that me saying I might be getting sick, I think it's the worst possible time in human history for somebody to outright say, I think I'm getting sick now. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't think I'm, I'm getting sick. I'm not getting corona sick anyways. But in that podcast, um, basically it's just going to be me, an everyday person, sharing my little weight loss journey and my freaking struggle with it with the rest of the world so that's basically what the six minute abs podcast will be in a nutshell all tied up neatly with a little bow but yeah i hope that everybody's had a good week and i hope that everyone had a good easter albeit that we were all in quarantine well you know social distancing shutdown whatever's going on in your part of the world but here in south africa we were all in quarantine so it was pretty bizarre if you ask me um another thing that i've noticed guys just in a little uh heads up kind of situation is i've noticed that the shorter potties are doing a bit better than my my long rambly ones so yeah i've decided to cut all of them down a little bit well let me know if if you like the longer ones then shout at me on social media and be like oi <laughs> we want the length back please if not, if you're happy with this, then keep quiet, I guess. But anyways, so this week is a particularly harrowing cryptid for me. Um, 
it's not a water cryptid. So, yeah, it's not my biggest fear kind of cryptids in this situation. But this thing that we're going to be talking about plagued me for most of my childhood. Like, I was terrified by this creature. So, if I haven't captured your imagination enough, this week we're going to be doing none other than the jackalope. So, yeah, without any further ado, let's hop to it. Oh, wait, 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 no. With further ado. Further ado is coming. Okay, so the further ado that I'm about to tell you is, I don't know if you noticed, last week we did the Easter Bunny, now we're doing the Jackalope. So since we're in the month of Easter, I thought let's, you know, let's make all of the little cryptids bunny focused. So yes, every single cryptid now in the month of Easter 2020 will be a rabbit-centered cryptid. So yeah, okay. Now the further ado is out of the way. Let's get back into the story. Okay, guys. Look, I'm a South African person. This is not back into the story, but this is the prequel to the story of the jackalope. So, yes, I am a South African, and there's no two ways about that. So, one of the most frightening damn creatures for me that I ever encountered growing up was a jackalope. If you will believe that or not. And... I can't even tell you like why I was so terrified by it. But nonetheless, I'm going to share with you my little story about how this thing creeped me out. And then we're going to get into the history of the jackalope and all of that good stuff. So, um, when I was younger, I was petrified, absolutely terrified. But I mean left silly scared by a creature known as the jackalope. However, I did not come across a feral wild horned bunny that attacked me in the wilds. Rather, I came across this bizarre cryptid on my television set as I watched a rerun of America's Funniest People. Yes, that show had a reoccurring character that would be the stuff of my nightmares. None other than Jack Ching Bada Bing the Jackalope. So I didn't know that was its name, but apparently... That little character on America's Funniest People was known as Jack Ching Badabing. I had no idea why, but this thing scared the bejesus out of me. And I'm not joking, it really, really, really did. It literally made my skin crawl. Like, you know when you get so scared that you feel your skin just creeping on your head? That's what this did to me. And I don't know why it disturbed me so much. Um, Like, even now, as I sat doing my research for the jackalope, my skin literally crawled on my skull. I was just like, <laughs> shudder, shudder, shudder. Um, I think my fear stemmed from the hybrid creature being so unnatural, and the fact that the, uh, and the fact that Jack Ching Bing was, to put it bluntly, a sociopath. So yeah, this I don't know if you guys ever watched America's Funniest People, but this jackalope on there basically would run around poking people in the bum with its antlers. And it just terrified me. I was so <laughs> I was so greatly disturbed by this thing. But nonetheless, while most kids struggle to watch Chucky, I was from that day on sworn off America's funniest people. And I do not lie, people, I still to this freaking day have not watched it. Like in doing my research, there was a couple of um episodes of it that popped up and I was like, should I 
should I? Do I dare? And I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to... <laughs> even at 29 years old, I couldn't bring myself to watch this damn stupid... Like, I wanted to call it a movie, but show. But anyways, what is a jackalope? So for those of you out there who didn't have the pleasure of being tormented by this fiend as a child, a jackalope is an amalgamation of a hare and a deer. A hare or a rabbit and a deer. Well, not so much an amalgamation. More so, it's just a rabbit with deer horns. This cryptid is a huge part of American culture. You will be able to find copious amounts of stuffed... Uh, stuffed? No, you won't. You'll be able to find copious amounts of stuffed mounted jackalope heads throughout bars in the U.S., but particularly in Wyoming. That's where this little cryptid originated from. So now, guys, it's time for that. I was today years old. Yay! So, um, what I learned today, basically. Apparently, though I was tormented by this fiendish beast through my childhood mind, there were a few things that I didn't actually know about the jackalope's appearance. Like, I just saw it once on a TV show, and I was like, done. Finished. Don't want to know more about this rabbit with horns. I'm finished. But firstly, as the stories of the creature spread throughout America, so too did the jackalope's size. The creature was rumored to be far bigger than a mere, um, I say jackalope, yeah, but it's <laughs> not a jackalope. It's not bigger than a jackalope. It's not bigger than a jackalope. You know what I'm saying? It's bigger than a mere jackrabbit. And for those of you curious, the name jackalope stems from putting two and two together. So jackrabbit, antelope. First and last, you know, there you go. Bada boom, bada bing. You got a jackalope. Furthermore, the creature's antlers were said to be razor sharp. This made the jackalope that much more fearsome to those hunting it. But where did it all begin? The tale of the jackalope spans back much further than its American air quote origins. So it's not just an American cryptid, although it is, I would say, the most famous there. However, there are accounts of this beast popping up all over the world, in fact. The earliest account of the jackalope, um, from a jackalope-like creature, not a jackalope itself, stems from a Persian geographic dictionary published in the 1200s. Yes, as far back as that, guys. So this creature is described as a rabbit with one long horn on its forehead, much like a unicorn. Further historical accounts of the jackalope-type cryptids were included in numerous works of natural history between the 17th and 18th century in Europe. A similar cryptid can be found in the forests of southern Germany. However, the Wolpertinger, that's the German jackalope, so the Wolpertinger not only has antlers, but it has wings as well. So I think he got the better end of that deal. Accounts of horned rabbits can even be found in my hometown of Africa. So, you know, guys, just saying, putting it out there, perhaps I was actually terrorized by a jackalope as a child. And hence, when I saw it on TV, I was like, <coughs> <laughs> who knows? I don't. So, as you can see, this cryptid has been circulating folklore for centuries now. So what are the traits of a jackalope? How do you know if you have encountered a jackalope? I mean, if seeing a rabbit with horns on its face isn't enough for you, there are other telltale things of a jackalope. 
So naturally, being a cryptid, the jackalope is incredibly ferocious. So much so. <laughs> Let's try that again. So much so that American hunters were warned to wear guys. I couldn't. I laughed so hard when I read this. I could not believe it. But American hunters were warned to wear stovepipes around their legs when hunting. How? What? How did you do that? How did you walk around? <laughs> How did you walk around with stovepipes around your legs? Like, didn't that hurt? Didn't that hurt their feet? And didn't it rub against their ankles? Unless I have a totally wrong understanding of what a stovepipe is. But from what I think, I'm literally Googling it right now. But I think a stovepipe... No, it is. It's a pipe of a stove. How are you supposed to hunt with that thing? Like, don't you clang through the... I was going to say jungle. Don't you clang through the forest and then everything runs away from you so you don't actually end up hunting anything? For me, it sounds a little bit counterproductive. But nonetheless, you were warned to wear stovepipes or go bare-legged at your own risk, basically. Because... Um, they had to do this so as to protect themselves from the ferocious, ferocious, <laughs> fearsome bite or charge of a jackalope. So another thing that I haven't added in here is that a jackalope was known to attack. Um, it would, instead of running, running away from hunters, and it was apparently very fast. It was so fast that you could see a dust trail forming behind it as it ran into the distance. However, jackalopes were no little sissy bitches because they would just turn on the hunter and fight them. And apparently it was quite like a gore scene because they would stab you with their razor-sharp horns and bite your legs. And yeah, all in all, it just sounds like a bad deal if you're a hunter. But <laughs> once again, I'm sorry, I'm just I'm envisaging a jackalope attack because... <laughs> Because if they are the size of rabbits, like they're going to get to your knees and then what? <laughs> They'll chew you off like one foot at a time, basically. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't see it being very effective. Maybe to like your calf muscles. Maybe if they like slashed your Achilles tendon, then you would be absolutely done for. You know, you'd be man down. I know I would. Or anyone <laughs> really, you know. But, yeah, so that's why you had to wear stove pipes when hunting. If you didn't, you'd be warned against the jackalope's bite and razor sharp horn. So, anyways, now those are some of the, the traits of a jackalope. And we know where it came from in Europe, and we know that it was in Africa. It was also in South America, long before it was in American folklore. So, let's get into when it actually made its first couple of appearances in America. So in the 1800s, cowboys of Wyoming would often sing to their cattle in the Vale of Night. However, if they sang on an eve of a thunderstorm, they would not sing alone. Like, that's just eerie, guys. You see, the jackalope would sing back to the cowboys, but only ever on an evening before a thunderstorm. This was the only time a jackalope was known to call out. Like that, that for me, just thinking of this horned rabbit, just all the tingles up the spine. It is not okay. <laughs> I'm not doing so good with this one. So, however, the creature only really took 
Um, no, that's written wrong, Abigail. However, the creature only gained mass infamy in America, in American folklore, in the 1930s. So basically, after me butchering that sentence a couple of times, the jackalope really gained traction in America in the 1930s. And this can totally be attributed to one particular human being whose name is Douglas Herrick. Um, and Douglas was a local of Douglas. <laughs> no joke, he literally was. So he was a local of Douglas, Wyoming. One day, young Douglas and his brother were out hunting for jackrabbits. However, they had no idea what they were about to come across. The pair bagged a few rabbits and took them home. Earlier in their lives, in their teenage years actually, to be absolutely precise, the brothers had studied taxidermy via correspondence. Now, for those of you who don't know what taxidermy is, it's when you take a dead animal and you stuff it and you basically cure its outside to give you like the real life statue, I don't know, immortal statue of the dead animal. Sounds pretty gruesome. But that's what taxidermy is. It's a practice of that. So yes, these two kiddos study taxidermy via correspondence. As such, they happen to have a pair of deer antlers lying in their basement. When Douglas placed the jackrabbit corpse next to these, a legend was born. So basically this oak just chucked his kill next to the pair of deer antlers that were hanging around in his basement. And he was like, hmm, I spy with my little eye. A fortuitous opportunity. Quickly, the brothers sewed together the antlers and the rabbit head, creating a sort of Franken-bunny taxidermy creation. The pair then went on to sell their unique creation to the La Bonte Hotel in Douglas. And back then, they sold this thing for a mere $10. I'm not sure if that was a lot of money in the 1930s. Possibly was. I mean, I know it's a lot more than now. But yes, so... That was the first exchange of the jackalope. Now, this one little wall mount created such a stir that to this day, jackalope hunting licenses are issued to tourists. Yeah, so if you go to Douglas, you can get yourself a little jackalope hunting <laughs> license. And it's only valid on June the 31st. And for those of you who know, that is not an actual day. Totally meant for those of you who don't know. From there, the tale of the jackalope grew and grew, now coming in at what I would surmise as the second most recognized cryptid of America. Second, of course, only to the legendary Bigfoot, as far as I'm concerned. And I know I did say this before, that Mothman is one of the biggest cryptids in America. I don't know if you guys heard that, but my dog just snored. Apparently, jackalopes aren't his thing. But yeah, so um, I do believe Mothman is very famous, but I think that as far as hierarchy in the cryptid realm in America goes, it's Bigfoot, then Jackalope. Then Mothman is somewhere there. Nonetheless, let's carry on, shall we? But while the brothers were selling off foul play creations, other hunters in America were seeing frightening things in the woods. In Iowa... Hunters were making their way through the woods on a usual excursion. Their game of choice, like the two brothers, was the jackrabbit. However, the hunters saw something that truly rattled them. They described the rabbit as possessing horns protruding from its head region. 
quickly they shot the animal. But this is where things get interesting. So now we get into the sciencey part of things, and that's really exciting for me, guys. Um, so yeah, it's almost time for what does Abby think it is? But this all ties into everything. So just hang on to your butts. We're getting in there. Okay. So it is actually time for what 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 does Abby think it is? Look at me go. <laughs> so what does Abby think it is? In short. People, everybody, I swear by this, jackalopes are damn real. And I 150 billion percent support that statement, hands down. And I'm going to tell you why. I mean, I wouldn't just leave you with that. I wouldn't be like, okay, jackalopes are real. Goodbye. Go away. <laughs> so, um, you know the horns that... Bleh, let me try to read that again. You know the horns that... Well, I think I wrote that wrong because I just can't seem to get my head around that sentence. Anyways, you know the horns on the head that they are supposedly um, reported to don? These actually aren't horns per se. What they are actually are keratinized carcinoma tumors created by the Shope papilloma virus. Now, this virus is also known as the cottontail rabbit papilloma virus or CTR. No, CRPV for short. And this is due to the fact that it is carried specifically by leopards. Now, if you don't know what a leopard is, that is the fancy scientific name for um, the animal family known as rabbits and hares and bunnies and whatever. Now, this, di this disease was discovered by its namesake, Richard Edwin Shope, in 1933. You see, after hearing the tale of the hunters and their freak rabbit they encountered, Shope was determined to get his hands on one. And that he did. He literally did just that. Shope then conducted a series of tests on the horns of the dead animal. I'm assuming it was dead. I think he got like one of the shot horn bunnies from someone. Anyways, he eventually managed to separate the virus from the keratinized wart of the rabbit making one of the first mammalian tumor virus discoveries. Like, that's pretty epic, guys. Good for you, Shope. Um, so what he did, basically, was he created this serum um, and w he ground up the horn of the rabbit and he dropped it into this liquid. And basically, this was like a barrier and only a virus could pass through it. And pass through, it did. So when he had this, he had the virus on hand, like the liquid virus. Um, what he did, he, he took it like an ass and applied it to the head of a healthy rabbit. So an otherwise healthy rabbit that was unsuspecting of anything, this poor damn thing. Then, sure as shit, the healthy rabbit began to sprout growths where the liquid had been applied. Like, that just bothers me in so many ways this poor innocent bunny that was otherwise fine and didn't have the bunny papilloma virus then just got it poor thing as such shope was able to confirm that the horns of the jackalope were tumors caused by a viral infection it's so shame Ugh, it's awful but it did actually prove that it was a virus so in my estimation a jackalope is nothing more than a sickly bunny. 
However, these growths don't necessarily grow directly on top of a rabbit's head. That's the thing that, you know, this um, virus kind of just leaves out is its positioning. So, um, although they don't grow directly on top of a rabbit's skull, they can be found anywhere in the general head region of a rabbit or a hare. Like I'm signaling my around my head as if you guys can see me. <laughs> but yeah, anywhere on the head, on the face, near to the head, these growths are known to pop up. But nowhere else on the rabbit's body. As such, I believe people were spotting these sickly rabbits around and romanticizing their appearance into a brand new hybrid creature. People have an amazing ability to stretch the truth. But what would you do if you saw a horned rabbit? Honest to God, hand on my heart, I would run. And I would probably poop in my pants and I would scream and I would cry and I would vomit everywhere. Just putting it lightly, you know? But yeah, legit, like what would you do? And I think describing it as horns when you can't think of any other rational explanation of it is a pretty bang on um explanation if you ask me you know what did you see i saw a rabbit with a growth on its face no i saw a rabbit with horns anyone who's shook after seeing a jackalope would be able to describe that and trust me you would be shook i would be shook so yeah um Furthermore, I think that all of the tales of this horned rabbit slash hare are nothing more than a recant of an animal carrying the show papilloma virus. So, I mean, like when I say all of the tales, I mean the tales from recent history, from the 1800s with the cowboys of Wyoming to the Persians in the 1500s. So, I think that every kind of story of a horned rabbit is literally just a rabbit with this disease. And I'm going to tell you why that is true too. <laughs> because I can back this up. So the papilloma virus isn't a new kid on the block as far as, vi as, far as viruses go. Um, it's estimated that the virus has been circulating the gene pools of various creatures, such as rabbits, reptiles, birds, and even us humans, for some 300 million years. So I know that rabbits and birds and reptiles and humans and whatever weren't around 300 million years ago. But um, it's suspected that the virus was actually around back in the day. And then as we split off into our different gene pools and animal kind of types. So the virus adapted according to our, you know, like our evolution. And shame that bunnies adapted in the harsh way. So as we evolved, so too did the virus, basically everything I just said. In humans, the HPV or human papillomavirus is known to cause cancer within a woman's cervix, so cervical cancer. In rabbits, it causes the horns. So basically, we all got landed with the short end of the stick, if you ask me. I would not want cancer, cervical cancer at all. It's very, very scary for me to think about that. And... In the same right, I really wouldn't want horns growing out of my face because I think that would be absolutely harrowing. <laughs> like, I just, I can't do it. But anyways, um, as such, horned rabbits have been a thing for as long as rabbits have been around. Yeah, I really do believe that and I stand by that. So, 
As for the Volpertinger and its wings, we'll get you that guy later. Bum, bum, bum. Um, as for the jackalope's aggression, the growths caused by this virus can be so bad on a rabbit's head, it may prevent them from eating. Like, they can get so many growths, these horned keratin growths on their face, that it can, like, get around their mouth and prevent them from getting food in or chewing or just, you know, it's just, it's harrowing, man. So a lot of bunny sufferers have actually died from starvation because of this disease. I would also be well pissed off. But listen, guys, this is literally just my assessment. I mean, there's absolutely no evidence to support a link between aggression and this virus. So it's never been proved that animals with, or bunnies, sorry, bunnies with the Shope papilloma virus are aggressive. But I would be, I would be really angry if I was that rabbit shame so i'd also attack everybody i'd be like ah whatever i got to live for but anyways it's always been a pleasure no <laughs> it's been a pleasure as always it's not always been a pleasure <laughs> but yeah guys it's been awesome so that in a nutshell is the jackalope and if you want to hang out with me during the week you can totally drop me a line on instagram which is meet underscore my underscore monsters get a hold on me on the twitter which is Meat Monsters. Uh, join my Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash Meet My Monsters Podcast. Um, or drop me a Gmail, which is Meet My Monsters Poddy, P O D D Y, at gmail.com. Apart from that, yeah, let me know what your take on the jackalope is and how you reacted to it as a child. I know that it terrified me. But nonetheless, guys, I hope that you're having a great day and have a great weekend and have a great life and whatever you need to have more of but anyways <laughs> bye